All right. Hey, everyone. This is Will. I'm here with Travis West of the Sherman County Libertarian Party, uh, one of our most successful state affiliates. Uh, I Travis wears a lot of hats, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's doing a great job here in Sherman County, um, forming one of our very active uh I mean, the, the meeting that I was at today was really well attended. Uh, I, I think there was like about a dozen people at it uh, asking questions, interested in, in the Libertarian Party as a state. So, uh, yeah, I'll just, uh, if you could give us just a little bit of background on yourself, Travis, uh, what are, uh, what a, what's some background on Travis that you'd like us to know? Hey, Will, thanks for having me. So I have a background in law enforcement and the military. And so I've held uh, some leadership roles in my careers and uh, haven't, haven't, hadn't really been politically active or anything, but basically long story short, the COVID authoritarian stuff uh, made me mad and I wanted to change and I wanted to find a party and a group that was energized and motivated to, to resist tyranny in general. And so uh, I listened to a lot of uh, podcasts around that time period, this being last year. And I listened to a lot of Michael Malice and Dave Smith and, and guys like that. And I, they just really motivated me to, to do something. And the Mises Caucus in particular motivated me to do something at the local level. I liked the decentralized revolution plan. And so I decided to go for it and start organizing locally at my county level. And so I, I live and work in Sherman County, Oregon, and I used, you know, my organization and leadership uh, skills and some of my, you know, influence as far as, you know, our friends and family in the area. And we just started talking and organizing. And before you, you know it, we have, you know, a county party formed uh, last year, and we've been meeting, you know, regular, regularly every month since then. And we have quite a quite a few projects going on now. Yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I got to see your meeting tonight uh, where you were talking about some of them. One of them, one of the projects I thought that was really great was uh, firearms classes for women. Uh, um, maybe could you talk a little bit about what, how successful that's been, how that's been going? Yeah, happy to. So uh, our our first thought was let's introduce our libertarian party uh, to the county. And we wanted to do that by providing some free um, or um, low budget, um, like low financial barrier courses or trainings or workshops that would encourage libertarian ideals or philosophy. And so we ended up choosing self-defense rights as something that we really wanted to focus on. And we developed and planned and executed this um, firearm course designed for Sherman County women. And we wanted to focus it for just women uh, because we thought that we saw a need in our area for uh, women like our mothers and our wives to get more familiarized with firearms, get them more comfortable carrying firearms so they can defend themselves. And so the idea of self-defense having the knowledge and ability to defend yourself and your family, you know, something we really want to promote. It's a very libertarian ideal. 
and you know we're pretty extreme on firearm rights so it just it just made sense for us to focus on that and so we kicked this training off uh, we wanted to be women only as well because we didn't want you know as a man myself we can kind of ruin firearm ranges and ruin training with our kind of uh you know just how men are sometimes and so we wanted to be a uh, female only female there's a female trainer involved in it and we just we wanted them to um have a female only space that where men aren't going to kind of ruin it being like chauvinistic or, or gung ho, uh, firing from the hip kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of women really appreciate a space like that, especially nowadays. Um, during the meeting, you had a story about a woman who was really appreciative about the services that you were, uh, basically offering with the, this class. Um, that there was a, I, I don't want to like try to retell the story uh, myself because I probably won't do it justice, but uh, you were saying that there was a woman that was facing maybe some domestic violence um, issues that uh, came to you uh, about your classes. Could you just really quickly elaborate on that? Because I felt like that was a really powerful uh, story. Yeah, sure. I can't uh, go too specific in it, but you know, the gist of it is there are women out there that are in really terrible situations with their relationships and they might not have the confidence or capability to defend themselves, uh, even against, uh, you know, not strangers necessarily, but against, you know, people that are supposed to love them. And, uh, you know, there was one particular woman that chatted with me about this idea and, she had seen our flyers for this particular class, and she unfortunately wasn't able to attend this this round. But we're gonna this is gonna be a continued uh, course that we're gonna offer, you know, every every few months in our in our county. And uh, th- but it was interesting to hear the perspective from this woman that she uh, felt uh, really excited to see something like this being offered that w- that seemed to be intended for her, and it gave her. She, you know, she told me about how she's hopeful that it would give give her that confidence and that capability to teach her how to defend herself and stand up for herself. So it was a really interesting perspective to hear someone uh, tell me about. Yeah. Uh, I, I love hearing things about that. Like how, you know, our, our, our classes and our groups are, you know, you know, really helping to like better people's lives. And, and I think that's the whole point of, you know, our, our party is that, you know, like, at the end of the day, we don't want to just make our lives better. We want to make other people's lives better with uh, increased, you know, knowledge, you know, increased rights, increased liberty to to do what they need to do to make themselves better off or what they, they will perceive as making themselves better off. Because I think people are a lot better uh, at understanding what will make their life better than, you know, some bureaucrat sitting in Salem or Washington, D.C., um, you know, I will say to give people, uh, listeners a little bit of a flavor of where we are right now. We are right now in a uh, old hotel. Uh, I don't know when this building was. Do, do you know when this building was built? This is uh, 1920. 1920. So we're in a uh, old hotel in Morrow Mar- in Oregon. And uh, Travis has uh, is renovating this into what will probably one day be one of the finest hotels in Oregon. I think uh, this is, uh, uh, right now uh, he's holding 
uh, Sherman County events uh, here and uh, very well attended. And I just love the vibe when I come in here right now, the, the room we're in doesn't have any lights for sunsetting, but it's uh, uh, it's such a cool building. It's almost like a castle here out in like Northern Eastern Oregon uh, or like, like, like central, I guess, Northern central Oregon, I should say. Uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to like seeing this uh, building in its final form. I think it's going to be, uh, great. Uh, uh, Travis, by the way, uh, is not only an entrepreneur, uh, but also he explained he has uh, past experience in the military, so he's a veteran entrepreneur. He's also a city councilor. Uh, he's, on the, he's on the city council, so he's also one of our elected officials, highest elected officials in Oregon. Uh, can you ex- uh, talk a little bit about what that's like being on uh, city council and how you, how you got on there? Yeah, you know, it's uh, if you're familiar with Ron Swanson, it's very much a Ron Swanson type situation uh, when it comes to like my work and uh, when it comes to some of my volunteer positions like like city council. And so, yeah, it's been a learning experience for the city council thing. So I got elected this year and so I'm still relatively new to it and still learning uh, the ropes. It's uh, been kind of a a challenge, but very uh, interesting to me. And not necessarily something I, I wanted to do or, or want to do in the, in the future, but what I wanted to, to make sure happens is I wanted, you know, a libertarian voice on my city council. So if things like business licensing or permits and all sorts of just uh, things that can be easily abused, you know, forms of force on businesses and citizens in cities, you know, I want a libertarian consideration and voice to address those things. And so that's what I'm trying to bring uh, to the the city council here. But there's a lot of stuff that you got to learn. You know, there's uh, obligations and contracts, existing contracts to consider. You know, we provide water and sewer services and road services that we have to maintain. And there's all sorts of funding and taxes involved in that, that, you know, definitely uh, need to learn, learn more and more about. And figure out like what what's realistic that I can do and that I, I can bring, and what's what's some how can I roll back my local government as much as I can basically? Yeah, I, I find that will be uh, a really poignant, powerful thing to learn as you know more and more of us hopefully uh, take on local uh, leadership positions in our state, um, and. Um, uh, I, I will say you've also, uh, as a uh, county party, uh, passed some very interesting uh, resolutions uh, to your uh, school board. Um, uh, <laughs> I've heard they're they're quite uh, poignantly worded. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about some of the resolutions you guys have passed and maybe some of the reaction you've gotten from them? Sure. So the first resolution we passed this year was concerning something we are calling institutional grooming. And it also, this resolution uh, was concerning the Oregon Department of Education. And so what we basically did was we went through and explained all these concerns we had with the Oregon Department of Education and different, um, different sections of that department that are doing some uh, things that we don't like. And so some of those things, uh, you know, to summarize it, have to do with uh, political agendas like they're very woke and very focused on promoting 
the LGBTQ plus kind of agendas and just all the force that they're doing with those type of ideologies as far as uh, forcing it on our local school board and our local school. And, you know, a lot of this is coming from Salem. It's coming from all these bureaucrats and people from, uh, that work in the Oregon Department of Education. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's in the form of surveys that are being uh, given to students that are completely inappropriate and concerning. Some of it is in the form of um, the health concerns and, and safety measures at schools. So, for example, even in our school right here, you know, if you're going to volunteer or be a staff member, you're going to have to show proof of your COVID vaccine. And so things like that, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't support those things naturally here at the local level, I'm confident to say, but these are things that are forced by the Oregon Department of Education in the state. And so, uh, you know, our resolution talks about all these things. It talks about uh, kind of trends with your staff members, not necessarily at our school, but just in general, like at the state and national levels, you know, instructors and staff members that have political agendas and they're using their school, uh, their, their influence in the school and their classrooms to indoctrinate children. And instead of teaching like traditional math and science and those kind of subjects, they're convincing their class of fifth graders to all become non-binary, right? Stuff like that. And so we just talked about all those things, talked about how these are all coming from institutions. These are all force being forced on populations like ours in Sherman County. And we talked about how a lot of this stems from this idea of sexualizing children. And that's ultimately what a lot of it has to do. And so we consider that institutional grooming. And so that was where that came from. And then we ultimately looked at the Oregon Department of Education and we said, you know, if they're trying to groom our children and sexualize our children, then they can go screw themselves and we don't want to have anything to do with them. And so we're trying to urge our school board with resolutions like this to ignore the Oregon Department of Education, to opt out of things as much as possible. And to, I mean, I would love it if they even trespass those people from our school. All right. Well, I feel like that's pretty clear. Um, yeah, uh, I, I will say like I, in Hood River County, I don't. We don't have quite as an active as a chapter, and I've uh, lamented that. I've tried to do my best to like get more of us meeting in Hood River County, but my, my time I think is a little bit too much eaten up by like getting the state party operational and getting it more functional. But I really love coming here to uh, Sherman County and watching such a vibrant, active. Uh, you know, county county state party. I, I definitely feel like every time I come in, there's a lot of energy, a lot of people talking about ideas, a lot of people coming in kind of out of the, you know, uh, out of the, you know, out of the ether to like, like asking, like, what is the libertarian? What does this mean to be this? And people are like looking for answers and solutions to their problems. Uh, I, I talked to a, a woman today who was you know, struggling, you know, with taxes and, you know, a, an IRS that was not, you know, was definitely not serving her uh, and not trying to be helpful and uh, how much that impacted her life. Um, so uh, I think we can provide a lot of answers, a lot of help and a lot of community to uh, a, a lot of people seeking liberty here in Oregon. Um, I guess one other final question, and I'll leave it at that because it, it's getting a little late and uh, you've already done a lot of work today, uh, getting your uh, the, this, uh, county party going, um, what do you, 
hope for for the your county party and your state party like where where would you like to see the the libertarian party kind of go in the next few years what 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 do you think would uh have the biggest impact well that's a good question so what i what the first thing that comes to my mind is this vision of a lot of county parties being formed throughout the state where you have grassroots movements of libertarians forming these county parties and organizing and then ultimately bringing value to their community you know we're all about well most of us are all about volunteerism and this idea of bringing value you know hosting workshops bringing in courses teaching people about libertarian ideals and promoting liberty in their local communities and doing it in a way that you are not forcing it on people right you're um, teaching and educating and, and bringing these things into your communities through volunteers, through donations. And ultimately, along that route, you have people learning, joining, and your numbers getting more and more. And I think in the long run, that will end up building us a really good foundation to then go for you know, bigger and better, loftier goals where you're running people for positions outside the county and above, right, where we have – more and more libertarians registered and active in all of our communities. And then together we end up uh, going for, uh, you know, more bigger change at a state level or district level. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. I, I definitely think uh, we're, we're on the right path into forming communities. Um, I think a lot of people need that after the last few years. Uh, cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, Travis, for uh, talking to me today. Uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna probably get out of here before it becomes so dark in this room that we can't leave again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, this is such a, I really look forward to, you know, you know, maybe someday having a convention here, uh, at Hotel Morrow. Uh, and, uh, definitely look forward to seeing you at the convention, uh, in, uh, Tigard at the end of this month. Um, so for everyone that doesn't know, if you go to lporegon.org, you can, right on the homepage, we have the information for the, um, Libertarian Party of Oregon Convention. Uh, observers are welcome. You don't necessarily have to be libertarian to come. You could just just say, "I'm just an observer." Hang out and watch us. And if you're curious, you can see what what we're up to, what we're about. Here, listen to our ideas. We don't bite because that would violate the non-aggression principle. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, come out to that, and I look forward to seeing you there, Travis. And I think we are now also elected members of the. Uh, of the uh, the board of Libertarian Party of Oregon, so our our leadership will also be uh, what uh, carries us through the next couple of, of years, and I look forward to working with you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, uh, cool. Well, uh, again, also if you're interested in learning a little bit more about uh, the Sherman County Libertarian Party of Oregon, uh, their website. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's ShermanLiberty.org. That's right. Yeah, and they have the best looking. Uh, website, uh, a libertarian website in Oregon. I will say, it's it's really it's really fantastic. I'm gonna want to I want to borrow some for for our state website. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, talking with me today, Travis. And uh, yeah, cheers.